This is Scientific American's 60-Second Psych. I'm Christy Nicholson. Got a minute? So here's a challenge. If we want machines to do what we do, we better understand ourselves as computational beings first. Take language. How do we go from squiggly waveforms in the ear to ideas in the head? To do that, you have to be able to do two things, to recognize words. That's David Popel, professor of linguistics and biology at New York University. You have to actually extract the order of the of the segments or the phonemes themselves, like pets versus pests, right? But you have to do something else. You have to actually extract that part of the syllable structure that carries the intonation. The brain must understand the tiny, short, one-letter difference between pets and pests, and then also understand the longer tones of the syllables. So the brain needs to simultaneously analyze two things at very different speeds. Apparently we have multiple clocks going on and multiple brain rhythms that actually analyze the signals simultaneously. But how do you do that? So you basically chop up the auditory world into little small rapid chunks. These are the phonemes and then and slightly bigger chunks, which are the syllables. Even though our brains chop up words into two discrete units of time, we have the perceptual illusion of sounds coming in as a continuous stream. By scanning brains, Popol has linked language to neurons that fire at different frequencies. So what's all this got to do with machines? Well, we want our computers and cell phones to recognize every word we utter, and yet speech recognition software is... terrible. Just terrible. And one of the reasons is it's the way these machines are built is nothing like the human brain does it. And so one of the goals we have, of course, is to begin to use some of the insights from human psychophysics and in particular neuroscience and explore how they, what the consequences would be for automatic speech recognition. It would be very helpful if you could walk up to a machine and say, hi, it's me, I need, you know, 40 bucks from my checking account, and, you know, you can verify it by my voice, and I'm going to tell you. But not just with the sort of small, closed vocabulary. I mean, our conversation is remarkable. You've never heard my voice. You've never seen me before. How is it that you can, and you've never heard any of the stuff I'm telling you now. How is it that it, you understand it immediately? Like sort of reflexively. You must have devices that allow you to you know, normalize my weird voice and my weird face and extract the words and match them to the dictionary stuff that's stored in your brain. I mean, it's pretty remarkable, right? I'm saying s- some sounds are coming out of my mouth. The squiggles are going to your ear, and those squiggles get translated to ideas that match ideas or don't match ideas that are in your brain. The fact that you can do it at all is kind of miraculous. And to replicate this miracle, scientists need to crack the so-called neural code. Hmm. It's likely then that those automated voice menus on phones are going to frustrate us for many more years to come. Thanks for the minute. For Scientific American's 60 Second Psych, I'm Christy Nicholson.